Welcome everyone to the OG pod. Today I'm here with my friend from comedy, JT Stockman. The one, the only. The one, the only. There's probably more. There's actually quite a few JTs, but. Yeah. Do you want to be the only one? Or like, I feel like if there's no, another there's Caleb a lot in the room. JTs out there. JT we're going to have a conflict. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, I want to be the only one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd like to be the only one. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to be that JT at least. Yeah, you know? just one like, JT. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Well, dude, what's going on in your world? Dude, nothing much, really. I mean, shoot, just got back from California. Yeah. Uh, I went. Out, I don't know. People asked me why I went out there. I just was like, I was in traffic, and I was like, I just felt like going. And it was kind of, it's kind of the dead season for work, and I was like, haven't seen L.A. or done L.A. yet. I've heard horror stories about it, but... You know, I went out there. It wasn't as bad as I thought. You got to go to the Mecca of comedy, the comedy store. I did. I went to that like f- my like the first week I was there. I went to it almost every day. I had to pay because they didn't know me as a comic there because there's like f- fucking 4,000. But Oh, yeah? You got to go to the back area and just be like, <laughs> I'm a comic. Until, well, once I started to like, I hung out enough. People are actually real social there. And, you know, people knew other, everyone else in the comedy store. So I got in on a few shows after that. But yeah, no, other than that, I was fine with paying uh, whoever to watch that night. It was fun. It was, it got, it got a lot of the anxiousness out of the way of like, or a lot of stuff out of the way for having, for having to wait a big comic to come to Austin and watch him and pay like $130. The first night I was there, I saw Ali Wong, Tom Papa, Anthony Jeselnik, Bobby Lee, Tony Hinchcliffe. Any real comics? Oh, give me a real comic. Damn. <laughs> some... I'll count Bobby Lee as real. Hold on. What do you count as a real comic then? Who... I don't know. Bill Burr, Tim Dillon. I'm just kidding, guys. They're all great comics. I saw Tim Dillon. Ali Wong. Like, she's... I actually liked her a lot. She's a There's pregnant a... comedian, right? Not anymore. She oh, has okay. like two kids now. Now she's like a divorced comedian. Oh, two nice. kids. Yeah. She Welcome talks... to the club. Dude, indeed. No, that's an amazing list of professionals to be able to be able oh. to see back And to that's back. just like the first night. I was yeah. there like for a week after that. I could it'd probably be easier to name the people I didn't see, which were yeah. the big ones. Well, let's keep naming names then. <laughs> no, fuck yeah. that. Let's move on to the next part of it. I don't know. No, is there any questions you had? Have you been to California? You've been to Oh yeah, you yeah, still live from, in LA. You do tech. So yeah, you know that shit. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time at the comedy store. That's kind of what got me into comedy was uh the comedy store. You just went there? Well, I heard about it on Rogan's podcast while he was pumping it for a while. And, and I was like, let's see what this place is like. Other people. <laughs> I mean, it was cool because it was before it was a scene. And so like. Oh, so like before, like it was kind of what it, year was that? It was before his spunk got all over it. Um, so before 20, I don't know. Yeah. Like 20. No, I mean, maybe it was already a little bit of a scene, uh, but it, it got crazy. Like in After. 2018, it was crazy. And that was, this was of, like 2015. Yeah. That was one of the things people brought up when they were like old comics who were there or comics. I met at other mics talking about the Rogan when he got, went back to the store and how it was just a switch around and pace and everything like that, which is why my favorite thought? thing about that place is the characters it attracts. Like, there are some real psychos. <laughs> That's I, just comedy in general, though. That's yeah, not even totally. those places. I've gone to Houston and watched people threaten each other on stage, like, just for no reason. Just but comedians yelling at I don't customers. know. There's something about... I think it's because it's L.A., so it's already attracting all of, like... How would you describe the entertainment archetype? Uh, Yeah, very sporadic, for the most part. Very, you know... Th- there's a level of instability yeah, there. Yeah, instability. They're all freaking schizophrenic, mm-hmm. bipolar psychos. I think everyone's yeah, just they're dressing more... up in costumes, putting on characters. I, I used to love it. I used to go out with my buddies and be like, we got to wear costumes. Like, let's put on characters. For the comedy store? It, just to go out. Like, to, we used to hang out at this club. I think it's Hyde. It's pretty close to the comedy store. I think I heard um, it, yeah. 
I didn't fuck with a lot of clubs over there. Never, yeah. never went to. I'm not a club person in general, though. I'm not either. It's like, that's why I kind of like Austin, but I don't like when there there's no one in the bar and they're blaring music for people to. Because I know they're supposed to draw people in, but it's like, have you ever just seen a annoying ass car drive by? Like boom, boom. And yeah, it's like, the yeah, same thing. I don't want to be inside. I'm very over clubs. Fuck yeah. It, I mean, but comedy clubs are cool. But yeah, like LA has just already all of these crazy people in it. And then you put like this super concentration on uh, the comedy store. Because there's, t- you know, Laugh Factory you could walk to. is like five minutes away. That was, You know the crazy part? Never went to it. I tried I once right, or twice, but... Yeah, I was I was told, well, I was gonna initially, but then people are like, it's a hard place to hang out at. It's not a hang. Yeah. Like, comedy store is a freaking hang. Like, they got you the have, porch, they have the Well, you got way. the porch, you got, like, yeah, where the comics hang out in the back, you got the kitchen, you got the, the other hallway. area, the There's, upstairs. It's a very the, large place, like, yeah. it's crazy. I don't know, I thought I was gonna be more, like, blown away by it for some reason, but I was You weren't kinda, blown away? I don't know. And that's why I was surprised with two. Like, I can't lie. I wasn't going to be like, I went there and it it just. Well, it bro. depends on the night. Sometimes it's dead. No, but I went there. I'm saying like the first night I was there, like that was my goal. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the comedy store. Why not? Yeah. And I don't know. And then I saw those people. It was great to see them, but I, I don't know. I thought I'd have more of a like a shift, but it didn't really. I mean, it didn't change up the pace of what I was going at anyway for comedy. So, so what do you what are you into comedy for? What do you what, why do you like it? What'd you start for? Why do you keep going and doing it? Oh, I don't even do it anymore. Answer so I like to ask other people that. Yeah. Those are like three questions. Answer all of them. I don't know what else to do. Really? <laughs> no. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I started comedy because just at really, yeah, like most, it's going to sound cliche, but yeah, after something bad happens, people get into like comedy and things like that. I got divorced and I was kind of just trying to figure out I, well, I wasn't getting divorced. I knew I was about to. So I kind of was just like, fuck. Like, I'm really glad this is happening while I'm broke. <laughs> like, that was like the first thing. I was like, I should write that down. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I should just try comedy. That was it. With the, within the swing of a knife. Yeah, let's morning, dump our trauma on a bunch of unsuspecting audience members. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, not even trauma. It's like, let's distract from this and just go somewhere else. Let's see. Let's just, <laughs> this isn't pain enough until I got divorced. But I've also bombed in front of a lot of people before felt way fucking worse and was a fraction of the time that's like the best part of anyone should do comedy or whatever you can do toastmasters if you want if you think that's fun what are they toastmasters yeah like it's some group of people that like want to give speeches to each other it's pretty i mean it's cool it's cool whatever whatever you want to do but um with comedy um man it gets you comfortable just like being on stage bombing and picking up the pieces and just trying to have fun with it well, like, shit, it, honestly, half time doesn't even make me comfortable. I'm going through anxiety and anxiousness before I go up. I think everyone has a little bit of that. I get, well, but, but I, that becomes energy. It, it, you were able to alter it. It depends if you're at first, it uh, turns into hiding it and just getting through your set. And if you're able to hide it well enough, then you can have confidence that you can just go up with that level. It does kind of like switch in the process of it. I'm finding out. I've only been in it like three years. You did, you were doing comedy before this, weren't you? Uh, I started, uh, just hanging out with comics in LA and I was going to try it, but then the pandemic happened. Um, and then I gave it a shot at wise guys in Salt Lake city, did that for a couple months, which was cool. Very fun. And then, um, I've always wanted to move to Austin for multiple reasons. 
but uh, very much was interested in the comedy scene out here. But then I've kind of come to really enjoy Austin, even apart from it, just based off of the community. The it grows on you after a minute. Yeah. It's definitely, especially it did come in with a college town feel for it, but now it's kind of leveling off for a little bit more. There's... People say that I've never seen a college student like where what's the college town. I mean, compared to L.A., you can kind of see the difference, though. It's not like a giant city like that. It's not like New York or Chicago or anywhere. It's a smaller section of it to where it is like one of those like Austin, West Virginia, Houston. Or Houston's not even a college town. Like, um, what is a college town? Like Provo, Utah, that's a college town. Like everyone is in college. How long? I mean, I guess what defines a college town? How long? Because Longhorn football and everything like that was like the main thing down here for the longest time. I like thought it was like South. Story? I mean, I knew it from South by my first time out here, 2012. Yeah, South it could by be that too. I guess I haven't, I haven't been really in the the idea of. I mean, not the idea, but the background of what keeps drawing an income more so here. I just figured it was based on the college in that sense. Um, I think Austin has been like a huge music and tech scene for a long time, and now that we have comedy, it's gonna be bananas. Not just that bananas. they have comedy, but like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. There's gonna be a lot. It's it's more so a level of anxiousness on what's coming up because you hear about all the inside stuff going on. And oh, scene. I don't know any inside stuff. Well, like what, the clubs popping up with Ro- what, like Rogan's, Rogan's mothership, and everything. That's but also be cool. Sun uh, Sunset is supposed to be coming in. There's another club, I think, called, uh, at an opening, a place called Perla. That'll be cool. Uh, I just want more hangs. I don't even care about the stage anymore. Like, Well, and then Kingdom is also, I stand door for them, too. Like, it's it's crazy because when we first, you got here the same time everyone else did, right? Uh, it was like August 2020, something like that, 2021. Yeah, when I it guess. was like just developing and then people were, you know, you had like the main set of producers and everyone just wanted to get better at comedy. But now it's like the second round is coming in for people to try and like start to, uh, you know, capitalize capitalize on the opportunity to grow and then to also make money too like it's if it can become more of an entertainment business for the most or entertainment area but more like of a self-sustaining entertainment area like in la and new york you got it's entertainment well you have some magnetic people out here you got joe rogan you got elon musk um i'm blanking on names uh who i mean just honestly those names like uh, Elon Musk alone, he's bringing in a bunch of jobs and everything's like that. He's bringing in people to the he's area. He's got Tesla. I mean, I even think in Hawthorne, you have um, his rocket factory. What do you think of this crazy shit Elon Musk is up to? What do you think of him as a person, of all of his businesses? Is he a good person? Is he a bad person? Tell us what you know. I don't know if he's a good person, but I f- feel like he's not a bad person either. Well, he's not a bad person. He's, he, you know, he's trying to do things... I, I can't get a I can't get a gauge on him. Really, Whoever is talking about people the most, he's like, one of a kind. He is definitely one of a kind. He boy. might be the most productive man on the planet. I, that's Asperger's. That'll do that. Yeah, man, that'll get you going. That's a mental and Vivance or he, whatever he takes his diet pills for. Oh yeah, a bunch of different stuff. It's yeah, certain minds just lined it up perfectly. Fuck your diet pills. Run a mile. Oh, fuck that. Just drive a Tesla. He can take dive pills yeah. if he wants to. The man He can busy. do whatever he, he wants. He doesn't have time to fucking run a mile. He's trying well, to Well, I'm pretty sure that if you can start five businesses, you can run a mile. I'm sure if he had one of those, if he has a foot count, a foot a step counter on him, it's probably over like 10 miles in a day. Yeah. I'm sure he's pretty much on his feet most of the time. Can't imagine um, him to be sitting in one place. For but people. like his power is obviously finding really competent people to work for him. 
and to offload all because there's no way to do all the businesses he's doing. The only way that he can be successful as he is, is by being the vision and the decision maker. Well, and he has, I mean, shoot, he's the, the richest man now in like the past like 20 years he's come up, but he's also done that just by building up a... Uh... I mean, yeah, like you said, he did that by right risking all of it. his fucking money and um, and going all in on his own ideas time and time again and finding ways to like pull himself out of bankruptcy and do all this crazy well, shit. Not only that, he's just, an inspiring figure, but he's also kind of a dick. But he's also <laughs> drawn up the law of attraction for the most part. Like he, yeah, people, pe people who are smart want to work for him. Oh, no doubt. Already I want to work for him and I yeah. don't like him. Everyone wants to work for him. You know, yeah. somebody rebuilt a Tesla and he hired him you know, like, well, yeah, rebuilt it because I guess they were told they were unrebuildable. One dude spent like 70 or probably not that much. Found like a, a sunken Tesla and just got it running again. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool. Uh, they don't have self-driving yet, but... Fuck no, a lot of Teslas around here, though. Just like, it's like in Cali, there's... I got a Tesla. It's pretty fun. It's a fun car. The self-driving like doesn't work for shit. Is it all the bells and whistles Tesla? No. Or is it like well, Tesla? yeah. I mean, it's maxed out for whatever it was. But Does um, Tesla even give the option to roll down windows? I doubt it. That would be like a real asshole Tesla. No, no. It's cool. It's a cool car. Um, it's fun to drive. But it doesn't work. The self-driving doesn't work. I wouldn't trust that anyway. Fuck that. Especially around like a city. Maybe on like an open straight road. I've seen it, but... It works for that, for highway. Yeah, but I can't imagine with so much going on, there's just, yeah, there's too So what are the other draws to Austin? We got, it's apparently a college town, and that's cool, I guess. Um, well, I mean, if Weed's illegal. Oh, my God, that's crazy. You said weed's illegal? Illegal in Austin. You can't just go buy weed. I don't trust any of the weed out here. It's, it's all Delta 8 bullshit. They're coffee. It's, it's illegal, but they don't enforce it like that. It's bullshit still. But it's because it's illegal in Texas. I don't think in Austin they care, but it's annoying that you can't just go and buy weed and see the THC content and like have it be packaged nice in a in an Apple store experience. Yeah, well, technically like. it was for like, uh, dude, I keep losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. That was cool. <laughs> um, we were talking about weed being illegal. Uh, yeah, like Delta 8 is bullshit. What is the draws to Austin? Oh, Elon yeah. Musk, well, college town. I was going to say, technically it's illegal almost everywhere, but it's about how it's enforced in most places. But yeah, now Austin's places are outwardly chill. legalized with it, like California and stuff like that. I was I was sober when I went to California. Two weeks in, I was like, I was like ah. Oh, do you believe in sobriety? Uh, like I was talking, like we were talking about earlier, like if you want to quit something and feel like you can't, then I think you have an addiction. So you should try and quit to at least to prove you can That's get true. over it. Even if it's like for two weeks, like phone I, addiction, food addiction, any if kind it's of something, addiction. And, well, and then it depends how often you're doing it too. Like some people just do it in the evenings. Yeah. The only way to be 300 pounds is to binge eat every night. It's the only way. Fuck that, dude, dude. It's I, the only way. It's impossible I otherwise. I used to eat to go to sleep a lot. Yeah, it does that feel like, nice to, to go to trick. sleep with a full belly. But mm. then you wake up and Put you feel right like shit. Oh, yeah. You don't sleep at all. No, because it's terrible for you. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. The best way to sleep is like not too hungry, not too full. Oh, but what, what drew you into the art of comedy? What made you want to hang around comics? Um, I just started hanging around comics. Um, and I mean, I was kind of always drawn to the entertainment industry. I think looking back, like one, I think that was one of the reasons I fought hard to get into Snapchat mm -hmm. was because I saw them as kind of like a cool tech company in LA, like when kind did of you get into connected it? 2015. Oh, so like um, after they were starting to come up more. Yeah, they started 2011. 
Uh, and that's crazy because like, but I was still super early. Like, you know, I didn't hear about till 2013. So like, after I went on leave from deployment and shit like that, they're like, oh, we got Snapchat. I'm like, what the fuck is Snapchat? Yeah, everyone that I saw quit that company, I was like, idiot, you're never gonna be as cool as you were here. And then I quit, and I'm like, ah, I kind of feel the same. Join the cool yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a freaking amazing experience, and super grateful for all of the time there. And it's led by uh, the you know Evan Spiegel. He's an amazing CEO, very product minded did um and but right, but man, he is quit. don't worry about riding the dick anymore <laughs> no no i'll ride that all day long I'll, i i want him to be my boss he's a cool guy um and so it's a it, but yeah it has this connection to the entertainment industry and um i thought i think that was part of what uh drew me to it but i've always kind of i think had a draw in that direction i've never really saw it as an option okay and then i got lucky with like some crypto and snapstock and all these other things oh you got it i got as lucky as i got unlucky in life yes so the universe balance is everything out no anyway it's fine but um so i had a little time on my hands and i was like uh let me see if I can pursue this. And I probably should, shouldn't have left, but I did leave to pursue it. Bro, like, and hey, I mean, but it's you, fine. Wanted to hear, yeah, you wanted to do it. Take I a wanted risk to do it. You knew it was a risk, risk, right? Not really. Oh, okay, I, thought cool. I, I thought it was going to be easier than it was, but, you know, it's fine. Shit, I left. When I first started getting into comedy, I was in Florida. I kind of figured I knew I wasn't going to stay there, I guess, after a minute. After I started getting a little bit further into comedy, I was going to go to California and I made plans for it on like December 2019. And then obviously COVID came and those plans went out the window. My buddy said, I'm starting a business in Houston. I was like, fuck. Thought I was going to be living in Houston and then go to California. But then the Rogan thing popped up right when I decided to go to Texas. That's when they started talking. To I was like, shit. So it was starting to work out. Uh, but like I left a stable job at as a supervisor in construction for like fifteen hundred bucks a week, which in Florida is not bad. Um, but that's great. Yeah, no, definitely took a took a shot in the dark here because I was also like thirty thousand dollars in debt too. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. actually forty two. My bad. Uh, well, yeah, you know, like, but I'm out now. You'll make you'll you'll be fine. <laughs> Everyone figures it, dude. Out. Like I said, joining this business one eighty to everything. Like we're starting this business. Like cleared my debt and everything. Helped me do comedy. That's why, like, right now I still have money saved. What's your up. business? It's just ACs and uh, HVAC, just with mini split AC units. Oh, cool! And that helped you get into comedy somehow, or it helped con- progress in comedy a little bit more because for one, it helps me. I can go to California. Um, That's cool. Oh shoot! But I can go to California, go go on trips for a minute, you know, because. I mean, I sleep in my truck sometimes, but that's just part of it. I'm like, it's kind of an even trade because it gives me more. There's a level of freedom with a level of responsibility. And working for yourself is a fucking great feeling. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I don't really regret quitting. Like, yeah. my job is like, I really have been autonomous for years. Mm-hmm. And that is almost worth all the money in the world. Oh, for sure. And that's why I think comedy is like the wet dream for working for yourself. But I did kind of have a wet dream at Snap because I was working for myself for so long. It was never a job until like the last six months. I was literally working on my own accord for like years and building cool shit. So, but what then what changed? Uh, just bosses and, you know, like but reorgs so, and all that bullshit. I mean, but this is like, yeah, but then with comedy, like shit, sometimes you don't have to deal with anyone. You just have to maybe deal with a club owner that if there was a difference between the two, 
But if you're like, I'm like super into podcasting these days. Yeah. Like, or I'm mean, like running cool, a podcast too, doing yeah. all this stuff. Like, it's, yeah, it's, this shit is fun. It's interesting to see how the next bit is going to play out the next few years with all of this popping up. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen here in Austin? Oh, I think it's going to be great. It's going like, to keep popping. I'm not going to lie for a second. When I was in California, I was like, dude, I might move out here. Like, cause I was cool. It was great. It was the one thing I did like about it there was the amount of stage time was cool. You're mainly performing in front of comics, but the comics are great because, you know, out there there's so many. If you go to one mic, you can hit up three mics on a mic at, in a night, and you're lucky if you see anyone from the next mic you go to. You maybe see, like, one one or two people, but you're retelling your jokes. So it's still the level of enthusiasm is easier to maintain than just kind of like uh, – you know, here Do I you like, feel like you get that in podcasting though. Like the hang is captured in podcasting, especially yeah. if you get like a couple guys here. You know, like you're doing like a multicast or whatever. Oh no, and that's great too, especially when it's a great conversation going yeah. on or someone says like some off the cuff shit. That's yeah, really good. It and that's the fun part about it, and especially with comedians too, because then you have people that are just it's like, like the stage is kind of the work. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like comedy comedians make me nervous. For the most part, do they? I hate, I'm not gonna lie. I respect so many people in Austin. I hate performing in front of them. Really? All the time. It doesn't matter. It could be a full room at Creek in the Cave, and if I like know people are in the back, I just, what makes you nervous about comics? Like, don't you I'm feel like, like I, you can see their brain a little bit? Like, don't you think they're wired the same as you? No, well that, but it's like it's just like a, an added pressure because I was like, some of them I was like, you want to do well. I want to do well because yeah. I was like. That's a fucked up way of validation for it. I was like, but if I can get one of them to tell me it was good, then I'm like, all right, it's good. Like, and, uh, we're talking- it is pretty crazy when someone you respect gives you a compliment yeah. and you're like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes it's someone who doesn't even have to have like a huge name. It's just someone yeah, on the scene right. that's like, dude, you're like, you respect what they do yeah. and you know that how much effort they put into their work. So that yeah. when you come back to it or when you work in on anything, your stuff. In anything that you're into in life. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a weird validation thing, but you kind of need it's it with good. comedy too. But I, I think people need it in comedy because it's such like you need to be encouraged a little bit because it is such a fucking grind and it's so it can be discouraging it can oh, be discouraging yeah. especially well and that's why you compare comics and audience people are two completely different people yeah. sometimes with a comic you got to try and shut your brain off and you know it's almost like when you see someone performing in front of an audience and you're like damn they it could be someone that's like, damn, they're not doing well, but the audience is still enjoying it. You're like the fucking audiences are a million times more forgiving. Well, they're just going in willing, not even forgiving. They're just going in to get they're, hypnotized. They could just, yeah, like, they're they just having fun. Funny. Yeah. 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 They're um, just going in. To, yeah. That's a good way to put it to like, let somebody else drive and just enjoy a drink, yeah. enjoy a night out. You're just going there to be like, Hey man, just be interesting. Be funny. Like yeah. say something to me, you know, let's totally. And it's cool. That is the one thing with audiences too. Some of them want to be talked with and some of them, just want to be talked to or but then sometimes the thing i respect about comics um and their stage presence is when you can feel that like they're just in a groove mm-hmm. and they're doing something that they have done a million times and they just you know like this is what they do oh yeah oh. and um i've seen that at creek many times actually oh constant that was the one that was the crazy thing about the stores. Like I was, I went there on Christmas Eve with my buddy and his mom because they, no one was really celebrating. I mean, they didn't really celebrate because he was like, he's thirty-one now, and his mom's older, obviously. But um, we just went to the store and I was watching everyone go up, all these big hitters, and like for the first two minutes of their set, because it was late at night. I think it was like the eleven o'clock show, and I was getting tired. 
So like the first two minutes of everyone talking, I was like, all right, like obviously I'm going to zone out, but they would find, they knew how to bring you back. They kept you interested after yeah. that. It was really weird. Like it was, it went from like dull to spiked within a matter of minutes. Well, sometimes like somebody is like confusing or rambly or whatever. Like there's something incoherent about their stage performance and presence. Yeah. But then you get a pro but and like the silence is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like the gaps between or their topics. That one hook, or, they know how to draw your attention in with that. And how they engage with the audience, mm -hmm. all that. Yeah, no, it's it was it was great to see. It's inspiring to see, but it's also discouraging. That's another right. Yeah, with like this a lot. Of, they logged a lot of hours on stage. Oh, so many, and you're like, fuck. That's like years of it. Yeah, um, years. <laughs> and that's why I think people do like measure comics in years. Although it should really just be stage time. I feel like uh, how much time well, have you logged on a stage in front of other people? I don't know if you you judge them in years because if you're 10 years in and, and you've never been on stage like, dude you didn't say a joke at all like you didn't yeah. even try to be funny you doing yeah. been 10 years in then you see some and that's where you're disappointed then you see 10 years where someone's funny you're like yeah dude i get that they put in the work and then you see yeah. someone who looks and like then they, you see somebody who grinds all the time and it's like they're still that funny <laughs> well i mean shit i i don't know if that's 100 percent true really um, i think i've seen some people out here <laughs> where it's like oh, i see you're doing it a lot I mean, I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but you're, you're not far off with that. But at the same time, sometimes I don't know their process of work either. My thought mm. is like, even if you're still working on the same joke, I, if you're still working on it, if you just done the same set all year and you didn't bother working on anything else, then it's like, yeah, you are where you are. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a level of self-awareness that I think goes along with just being a person in general, not just a comedian. And the comedian, you're, the comedy scene, you really need it. As a person, that's helpful for the most part. Um, yeah. Well, the comedy scene, you need it because you need other comics to give you a leg up. You're never going to get on a stage on your own. You need to be invited. Well, not only that, you need the level of self-awareness just to like when you're in the middle of a performance and you're talking to people, you say something. How is it? Yeah. It's basically sharpening your self-awareness skills because you're thinking you say a word that normally it's a pop and let's say you're in a room that doesn't do it. Then, you know, lateral thinking onto another bit onto something other topic. Or why didn't it like maybe it only popped because you were adding a gesture or not. Yeah, or I mean, even not that, but fast, like, yeah, maybe. that's a big part of everything is like timing. That's timing really is a big part. Like 90 percent of it. But just like coherency and context. Like people can't laugh if they didn't get if they didn't understand your joke. Well, and that's why, yeah, that's the level of socialness. Like if you're just reading to the audience, like people say, you have to be in the act. Whereas, like if you're just reading off of off your notes, yeah, and you're just reading a manuscript, then you're like, well, fuck, this is boring. Like, but if you improv and you just go up and you say your shit, then they say you're wasting everyone's time. That's what you, comics well, like say, to say. I guess it depends, because there are some people who write like that, though. Well, you're not allowed to do that in comedy. That's a waste of time. That's what I've been told many times. To write on stage? Yeah, that you have to have your shit prepared and rehearsed and blah, blah, blah. I think blah, it's blah. good to go up with an idea or a premise and have some pinpoints you'd like to work on. Because even, I mean, that's, well, all right, we'll go with my way, or I'll go with how I, my process of it is. Once I, I do write out a bit, and I will memorize it and work with it and see what works. If After a minute, I'll just memorize it to the T, even if there's some parts that don't work. And then normally I'll mix alcohol or drugs or, nice. and then go to an open mic and then see how it goes. Or 
even be at a show sometimes and I can I've written tags and things like that out of off the cuff but but I know what you're saying like if you have something that's too rehearsed it comes out that way like you're reading it and what you really want to do is bring people into the feeling of the original idea like what made you think that to begin with well yeah don't Why? just read it to them to like talk to them you know talk be in to the, them. like tell them whatever if it's a story then you have to be in the be in it for the most part or at least. yeah and everyone has a different cadence and their different body language with it it's that's the unique thing about it is everyone can tell the same story but sometimes you can get a great story four different ways from different styles yeah so what else are you into besides comedy how, how else do you spend your time there's nothing else to be into anymore you don't think so i mean i go to the i work out but that's like that's struggling ever since i started comedy my health is i used to be really healthy in south florida yeah but like even there, there's some was, fake comics out there huh there's some fake comics out there tom segura you see his recent photos oh for real on instagram he's looking no. sharp he was on florida yeah, oh i don't know Austin, florida yeah. uh, uh i just saw he's a fit comic or yeah, they're or like lot. getting more fit uh, I'm just saying, like, fitness and comedy, you'd think they don't go hand in hand, but, like, there it's are... It's starting to alter. Like, yeah, things are starting well, to change over the course of these. Because they used to be, like, you know, handsome and comedy couldn't go together. And then it couldn't be... Uh, yeah, fitness and comedy is starting to become a thing. Well, you do want to not... I think comics get annoyed when... Um, you want to make it more about the material and less about the person. Oh yeah, no, you definitely don't want to, or you don't want to try and. But I, I don't believe any of that. I don't, I think all that is bullshit. And the real thing is, show me something interesting. I just want to see interesting shit. I don't care yeah. what it's from. Or give me like a believable problem with shit like that, or you know, certain things. You know, whatever. Like, just like make me bring me into your world. That's what I want. Yeah. No. And that that's how it should be for the most part. I mean. You're talking about looks don't matter for the most part in comedy then. Well, like they would say like, oh, dress down, like if you're built, hide your muscle, that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, whatever, whatever, man. Just like go I, no, I do bring believe, me into your world. I do believe in some uh, what you wear. Does. Well, yeah, like you don't want to be a douche and you don't well, want to no, like. Not only that, depending, you do got to wear what works for you or what makes you look comfortable or not like uh, too toolish or anything like that too. Um People, but like, if that's what you want to bring people into is like, Hey, oh, I'm the super tool or yeah. whatever. Yeah. If you can sell, like people are going to look at you and be like, who the fuck is this tight shirt wearing with muscly having douchebag? And then, but if you can, if you can like incorporate can, that into the act, well, they're going to judge you off the looks right away. I think I'm more into like one man shows, you know, like comedy. Well, it is a one man show, but yeah. like co comedians are always like the joke is all that matters. Being funny is the only it, no. thing. Yeah, I don't think I think that's bullshit. Well, For me, it is. I just want something interesting. And that's what I. Yeah, the, the every all of that does matter to an extent, but there's it's all about just how you put it all together at once. Exactly. If you are just a monotone comic who can just solely do one-liners or act-outs or anything and sell it. We have that. somebody like Steve Martin. He's like very slapsticky. He's see, coming with a banjo. Steve Martin. Oh, really? I mean, he's kind of like, he was you know, bad. before your time or yeah. even well, I mean, before my time or whatever. He had one joke I remembered, but... I don't remember. And he, I just remember his style. Like, he's very slapsticky. And yeah. uh, although he has been on some recent stuff, and I mean, he's definitely got a wit about him. And... um and so what was I saying about him? Oh yeah. That's a totally different style is like just slapsticky and like proppy, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And that's the thing I like about it too. That's what, that's the, uh, people want variety like that. I think that's the yeah, it's a variety part act. about like 
about some of the comedies you're trying to stand out. Oftentimes, you know, if if uh, you are a funny looking person, you stand out in a certain way. Sometimes you can just get natural light, laughs and likability off that. Um, but I feel like I'm a real generic comic, just a white dude comedian for the most part. I know General this because white people have told me that. They're like, dude, it's going to be more of a struggle for most white dudes because like people want variety now. And, and I understand that because, well, it's, you want variety mainly. And when I say that with ethnicities, religions, you know, what you look like, who you, how you represent yourself, like you can be a, you know, I think people want something real and something interesting, something they if haven't authenticity seen. Authenticity resonates with people, yes. Yeah. If if you can sell it like that, and also it depends on the settings you're in, who you're performing with too. Um, but I do think in like the, but that's to the people you're talking about. I'm talking about internally in the scene. If you're talking like, if you're trying to climb ladders in some in certain clubs and things like that, even the military, I'll go to them. Like, uh, I had to wait to join the military because there's a there's certain quotas you have to meet. But in the course of comedy, you want to meet those quotas because you're trying to get different perspectives from all different aspects of life to present to the audience. Because then at the same time in the day, if you have five of the same comics, like literally all they do is one-liners all in a row. You don't think you'd get sick of that during any sort of show? I mean, if they were great one-liners, I'd love it. <laughs> they, but, I'm tell, but then you are basically got five people competing with who did it the best. after. If That would have to be one choreographed, like, all right, this person's the best. And if people have great it. material, it's impossible to deny them if they have great stage presence, if there's something unique but or I've interesting. Even, but then I've even seen like great material... Like, it depends on the energy in the room for the most part, I guess. But I've seen it where, yeah, if the first three people go up and then the following two have not done well because, again, these were, like, the same people. That's why sometimes even shows want to switch it up, too, with with the mixture of everyone for the most part, you know? I mean, it's a little different out here. Um, the energy of the room is set by the previous guy, and some guy can come up, and it can be really a great room, and he can nuke it, or he can just like ride could, the wave, or whatever. Yeah, or normally sometimes you see in the middle of their set a kind of like fade. I've seen it where it fades out, like they first person did one liners or stories. Stories I find always stay entertaining because you can't almost do that without theatrics for the most part. You can't, you know, especially if you are a good storyteller. I think that can be back to back to back to back for the for the. For the most of it. If you have a good story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, I do would rather hear, like, uh, someone, a one-liner, a storyteller, a crowd, you know, if I like hosts who do crowd work and things like that. So Apparently, larger comics don't like shit like that. They don't like crowd work. They don't like crowd work hosts. Um, oh, yeah? Why is that? From well, This is what I've heard. In some cases, it can just be like, hey, just do your set. It can kind of few reasons for one they said it can draw the audience in like to invite them into the show a little bit more so when the if a headliner goes up they're like no i don't i'm just trying to do my material like trying to get through it whereas other and then it's See, different i want almost everyone though Cause interaction got, yeah because that gives you something to play with that gives you something to work with well not on that i like a host that goes and like talks to the audience because then it sometimes draws them in a little bit more if they're like, a good host Oh yeah, oh yeah. If they're not, if they don't go awkward with or anything, I've had probably. Well, I think that's what a good host does is they help bring the energy. First of all, yeah, they set the then, tone. Then, then, yeah, they set the tone, and then they keep that energy and tone high. But then I also can appreciate a host that's like, I've done some places where a host isn't even a comic; they just bring one person up after the next. Yeah, I mean that's fine too. And it's like pretty much the openers, the host, and the starter, and everything. Yeah. That's normally we're stumped. Either, one of the two. Either do nothing or, like, make it fun. Yeah. Yeah, going up first, though, can be... I think it's intimidating to a lot of people for the most part. 
Which it can be. So it's what? Pressure. So if you're going on stage and let's say it's a packed house at Creek in that room, what are you feeling? Anxiety. Are it's you? Mostly anxiety. I, like I said, almost anywhere other than like fringe, it kind of like dulled because I was going up. But if I take too long between a show or a mic or anything, which given the show I got tomorrow, I normally don't hit mics in Austin on Thursday. But uh, yeah, it's, there might be some level of like just butterflies or anxiousness to where just depends. If I know I can get the first two minutes out fine, then the rest will be fine. How would you know you'll be able to do it? I guess if you've if you're practiced and you've done it a ton. It's mainly just to start off. Yeah. Like if I try to. I think looking back at the few times I've been on stage, what was going through my mind is nothing. Just like feeling energy, feeling very almost meditative now that I'm thinking about it. And sometimes it can like when you catch yourself in the moments of like making people laugh and things like that to where you can take a second and notice it. And then you're thinking in your head about what you're doing. Do you saying. ever like feel like, oh shit, they laughed? Like that made me lose my train of thought. Oh yeah, it can be. Oh like, okay, that threw me off. Like, yeah. Oh, when I told. Oh, people, you liked it? Oh, huh. At open mics in fucking Cali, I start off with like, yeah, I just came over here from Texas, and someone clapped. People applauded that. I was like, this is weird. I was like, for one, it's weird because you don't get the same greetings as in Texas as you do in Cali. But um, like, because I remember when I first came here, you might know uh, Brian McDuffie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very funny dude, uh, Austin comic, who runs a show in Round Rock called Rocky's Pianos. Oh, cool. Good dude to know. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, him and Brandon Legendre. But I met him and Jason Rodriguez. Yeah, I know Jason. Yeah, their first nights over at Rocky J's Piano Bar when I was here. And I remember, I think it was Brian who started off with from California, and people booed it. <laughs> I was like, damn. And then I was like, I'm from South Florida. People were like, oh, okay, cool. Another red state. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but it was, uh, it, was, it was a good time, though. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's just different on how people react in, the, in each area. And all those reactions give you something to play with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it threw me off. I was like, fuck, I thought I was in San Diego for a minute or something. Then they laughed at that because apparently there is like some riff with San Diego and Austin or San Diego and L.A., Hmm. I don't know the riff or anything. There's no. I don't think there's any riff between any city. There should be Texas. a riff in comics. I want a war between New York City, L.A., oh, and that, that Austin. Exists. I think, but Austin. When we would combine win. forces with Chicago. <laughs> no, Chicago. I don't think Austin would. No. Does Chicago have comics? Yeah, Chicago. Does Chicago's, it would normally went like. If you were to base it off, it was like uh, New York, L.A., and then I thought Chicago was ranked up there as far as comedy goes. But now Austin and Texas in general is starting to take like the third. Yeah, I think Austin is going to take third. Oh, it has. It pretty much has already. The way it's popping up for just how it is now. Anyone cool that you've heard of that's moving out or spending more time here? Just get a second home in Austin. Like if you're an established comic. Not a lot of people. I tell I tell people to come out here. I'm like, There's so much go. land. What's up? There's so much land. There's so much space. Uh, yeah, and I'd like to buy a house out here, but like at Austin, but I can't. Not right now. Mainly, I just like to buy like a. a it's RV kind of a good time to buy a house, actually. Apparently, yeah, prices are living, leveling off, but well, you can negotiate quite a bit, yeah. and then you can refinance a couple years down the road. It's a spot of my. That's that'll take up space in my head. It'll be too much, like oh, yeah. bro. I, whenever I get fixated on something, that's why I choose comedy. But like, if ever I get fixated on something that can make me money or like I have to focus on, most things get washed away. I used to invest. Oh, in you're stuff. like singular focused. In oh that yeah. Way. Pretty for the most part, like, or at least on one, if it's big, when I was 
you know, remember when the pandemic first hit and the stock market yeah. was popping up? Yeah. You can, it was crashing in, and then popping. But yeah. Well, it was like roller coasters left and right. Like it would go up and then false reports would come out to make it go up even further. But um, yeah, no, I, I was investing in that. And I had lost like a month of worrying about comedy just watching the watching my yeah the numbers are fun to watch down watch turns out most of investing is set by the federal government oh it's all <laughs> bullshit like uh, yeah like so. is is money coming into the system or is money going out of the system if money is coming into the system then high growth tech stocks are going to do well and people are going to expand their businesses and hire a lot of people oh, yeah. if money is coming out of the system the exact opposite is true interest rates go up they f they do layoffs we just saw google fire twelve thousand people crazy oh, and, yeah. but i think these tech companies are like fuck the government like if you're oh, gonna yeah. if you're gonna make the interest rates high we're gonna fire everyone you want jobs bring back the party yeah that's yeah. what i feel they're doing i like it yeah you it's think power come in no, no, I don't think so. Because we have too much of an undertow. One of my big investing theses, which I still think is like true, even though the timing wasn't right at all, is that timing is everything, is that there is an unbelievable growth rate in tailwind and disinflationary effect from technology and automation and yeah. robotics. Basically, look at what Elon Musk is doing. He's trying to build a robot that can do anything. Imagine if for $500 a month, every single person could get a robot that did everything. Go to the store, pick me up groceries, clean the house, do the laundry. And, yeah, like, that is what they said was like, I remember they had someone had a conversation, I forgot their name about this, like robot or technology is supposed to take the place of like work so that people can more focus on more ingenuities or entertaining each other for the most part. Well, I think that's the, the weird thing about it. Well, I think we're going to have a real problem in 10 years, maybe, maybe less even, or maybe a little more. I um, don't know. Which part? Just what is anyone going to do when robots do everything? You would, but certain things. So here's what I'm concerned with. Um, and this is like a, it's an obesity topic, but that's part of it. But like, so I work in a blue collar trade with HVAC eight and then like the most dwindling, and the most in demand right now is like journeyman trades, electrician, HVAC, and plumbers. They're the average age of them right now are like forty-two years old. That's the average age of a journeyman. That's fucking old to be an average. It's a cool word, journeyman. I haven't ever. Yeah, heard like that. A, a journey tradesman or something. That's cool. Yeah, you just do whatever you're. What is a journeyman? It's just again, it's just like a tradesman. Like you just tradesman. jack of all trades, or, or cool. more so, you specialize on a certain. You yeah, know, but I mean, I got you. Electrician, carpenter, plumber, electrician, carpenter, that kind of stuff. Hands-on things like yeah. that. That's cool work, too, because it is hands-on. And plus, it's such in demand. And robots, I don't believe, in this case, I don't believe could place replace those right now because that is a real touchy-feely job. You actually have to under, you have to be able to, some things I you think have we're to, a long ways from that. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's self-problem-solving. It takes very unique people to work these jobs and be in charge of them. You know, yeah. like, but, but again, like what if like the most common problems were able to be, or even like, here's, here's one, you're building a new house. You got to wire it, mm -hmm. um, or, or plummet or whatever you do. Um, that's going to be way simpler than a repair job, right? Like you can almost program it. What do you mean a repair job though? Like a repair job, you have to go in and do diagnostics, figure out what is the oh, problem. I'm saying, but I'm saying for even installing you, like you'll run into problems where it's like, there's an obstacle here that needs like, okay, we have to think back. Cause normally, well, I mean, I do think in the fullness of time, like if you, whether it's 10 years or a hundred or a thousand, we are going to de keep developing these robots to the point where they become. Oh yeah. Or if anything, like I'm only doing these on pre-existing built 
homes and buildings. Like, I mean, there are homes now you can order that come in a flat sheet. Those are and pretty then cool. You can fold up into yeah. a house. I want to get one of those actually. Yeah, it's fucking be ridiculous. Cool. I don't. The boxable homes. I don't. Trust I think it. they got to be higher quality actually, because if you do things in mass. This is what Elon Musk ta- taught us is the power of scale. Um, if you do things in mass, they are not only higher quality and efficiency, but cheaper to produce. And so you can get a really high quality prefab home these days, I feel. And I would almost trust it more because it's like made with like steel and materials that are like highly tested. But the main thing is like, well, that's the... I don't know what their uh, HVAC setup is like in those homes. I don't know. And I, can't imagine. I mean, that kind of stuff is probably a long ways from getting replaced by robots, but like driving, but I mean, like, that could be five years. Mass produce stuff like that. I mean, it was supposed always, to already be here. Yeah, but you're always supposed to, if you can remove the need for an electrician or plumber or anything like that by having those tiny homes, you don't even need to worry about robots. If you can find a way to, you'll come at it at a different angle when it comes to building something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But. But, I mean, the journeyman stuff, that's like a dwindling thing that's still in demand very much. Like, a five-year electrician can make just as much as a five-year lawyer right now. Really? A couple hundred grand? What's up? A couple hundred grand? You can make six figures. Like, if you're a... Like, further down the road, because there's less than half a million... How much does a lawyer make? Uh, It depends what kind of lawyer they are. But this was was a a lawyer from the UN talked to me about this, because I was installing a job at his house um, up in... Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, he's like, oh yeah, no pl- jobs like these, like they're gonna be, they're gonna keep being in demand. That's it's gonna be. That's why I try to train in like some comedians and stuff because I'm like, I do pretty well for the most part, and I want to try and bring people in. Or normally I'll just buy everyone beer and food for them. You know, that's my contribution to the scene. It's cool. <laughs> I don't have a lot to offer. I don't have a show, a podcast. I the next, I got a few ideas. I'd like to. It's execute. it's cool to have something to offer though. It's to the not, scene, because it is a community of people, and you want to be able to, like, that's something I hope in the fullness of time to be able to offer with this show is, like, you're going to get clips, you're going to get credits, you're going to get blah. But it's basically going to, it's it's going to be like anywhere else where it's, uh, unless you have something to offer, I don't think, I, most people may not work with you unless you're downright, like, dude, like, this person has a God-given well, gift of a funny person or a well. Or they have a name or something. It's either, yeah, it's either you know the business real well or you know how to bring in revenue or you know how have to... you ever heard this uh maybe i'm just making this up live uh but all friendships are exploitation have you ever heard that idea oh, yeah. or concept yeah I, I mean i don't i've never heard of you're it. you're just I mutually believe, exploiting each other to each other's benefit at some point you will like at some point you'll be like oh hey yeah hop well on. all re- you could consider all relationships as a form of trade yeah and that's well that's why they said it's all about who you know the people you're friends with and that's why yeah. you should hang around the whole world people that's yeah. what i kind of like about true. now is like that we got in here at the time we did because like i was saying knowing the it's people, gonna grow oh it's gonna well it's already it's kind of grown from like if you look back 2021 when like people you know a few people who are big producers now first started producing shows coming up slowly and now they're up in the ranks they're knowing people who are heavy hitters they're putting on great shows and more people are growing on that um now there are more uh, venues opening up for it so it's opening up more opportunities for people to stand door to get more stage time it's i feel fortunate i'm glad i did come out here and stay in that I jumped on that wave it was yeah. a long this was probably for almost for everyone can agree with this a long-term investment that people hopped on <laughs> the austin scene oh yeah and comedy yeah. in general is a long-term investment but like it is where how you're investing how you're spending your time investing and where you're going you know shit like that what you're doing with with it um whether you're producing shows or just 
me, I just go to other places half the time. But but the coolest thing about this kind of work that makes me not miss my job in tech or whatever, all the things that I used to occupy myself with is, I mean, this kind of stuff I could do for 30 hours a day, mm -hmm. 50 hours a day, you know, yeah, like as run, many to, hours I could be energized for. Just running podcast. Dude, I would. I would. If, I, just, if I had my way, I would re be recording every fucking day. No, I'm real. saying just like pop a couple Adderall. And then legit, I mean, that's two days no problem for me. And just <laughs> popping a couple Adderall is a Monday. Be like, hey, I'm trying to work on the on the record. I don't know what the record is for the longest podcast, but just cycling because you could line up one hour with every comic in Austin and fill up like 200 hours. One time, I was on this flight to Japan, and the stewardess it was like a 10 hour flight, 12 hour flight, or whatever. And at the end of the flight, she was like, "I'm not judging. There's nothing wrong with this. I just want to note that I've never seen somebody speak." for 12 consecutive hours. I've just never seen it. I'm not even saying it's bad. I've just never seen it. Who was that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I was just cycling between people like, this guy got bored of me, that guy got bored of me, talk to the guy there, talk to oh, the guy there. Oh, you just talked to everyone. Hell I was yeah. just talking and to that's everyone. Good. It's yeah. good to have that social skill with it. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. I just like to talk. Especially in the comedy scene, too. Well, in any way of business, like, you have to be some... You either have to be really great to where people want to come and talk to you, or you just have to go out and, and socialize for the most part. But yeah, like, this shit is the most most fun oh it's great because yeah. you get to do it you're doing it because you want to do it not yeah. because some people do it because they're like oh you know everyone else is doing it so i have some to. people do it because they want to be famous yeah well they feel they have to do it and then it's just it's no fun after a minute uh, what do you mean they have to well like because they want to be famous like they feel they have to do it like i i think it kind of takes away because some people say you should start a podcast <clears throat> you should start a podcast i think it's a new social media it's turning into it more so. It's becoming more social with it. I don't know. It's getting more personal. It's like back in the day when like some people had an Instagram, some people didn't. And now it's like, no, my mom has an Instagram. Well, everything went from like, uh, what was it? Well, you think back from like Facebook and Friendster and all that shit. Exactly. Just, you just pop in a, a thought, almost like Twitter. But now it went from, from thoughts to pictures, from pictures to videos, yeah. from 30 seconds to a minute a minute to an hour now you can i think there's a tremendous value in being able to record and share these discussions because that is like its own kind of revolution of knowledge all of like what is the marketplace of ideas that's everything everyone is discussing all the time right and that marketplace is always changing in variety mm -hmm. and expanding oh, and you're just trying to either catch it or get ahead of it but you got to be in it for the most part to really like adapt with it or at least to tell where it's the rhythm of it where the algorithm of where it's going to go next you know and that's how i think you how you can get famous for the most part but is fame good i guess it depends what kind of fame you're looking for and yeah you want fame that you can capitalize on what if just everyone knew who you were and fucked with you for it <laughs> that'd be bad fame oh yeah i think they fame? call that infamy <laughs> yeah that would be terrible that wouldn't know yeah fame i don't know I guess it depends. Fame can be good, but I guess it depends how you're making your money. Yeah, like you can be fam if you're famous and working for yourself, then you're good. But if you're okay, would you rather have a hundred million dollars and nobody will ever know your name, or five one million dollars and you're super famous, or five million? No, one million. I mean, here's because then I could go down, and you can't make more. Okay. You can't leverage your fame. <laughs> you just have to live off of whatever, like a hundred grand a year. Whatever that gives you. Damn. I'd probably just settle for the $100 million. I could do more with it. 
Well, no. But the, yeah, nobody's ever going to know who you are. Then. I could never do. Yeah, I could never do comedy again. I would talk. Me and Jimmy and Leo had a talk about this. Like, uh, but nah, I guess I'd settle for the million in fame. Million in fame. Yeah. Yeah, you'd figure out some way to it leverage out. it. <laughs> like, you can't make any more money. So you're saying you die broke, pretty much? Or you die... Not broke. You just have a modest income, but everyone celebrates like you or whatever. $30,000 a year. and Yeah, how much do you need to be happy, do you think? Oh, to be happy, I mean, well, Don't you think it changes? Real, However much you have is more. The right answer is more. Always more. Yeah. For the most... Yeah. Whatever you have, you want more. Depending how you manage it. Even if you mismanage it, you still want more than you had when you had more or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you can be happy and poor and happy and rich in both cases. But I, I, I don't know if there's many people out there that are just monks that are just like, I'm going to take my stipend and never try to grow it or make anything more of it. You know, maybe there are, but. I think it well, that depends. Well, I mean, if you're talking about monks, if you're talking about the area they live in, I mean, we, we're in the most wanting country in the yeah. world. Ca- or not just, capital, uh, consumeristic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Materialistic consumers. Largest that's what we are. Of all, yeah. Of all I want a new phone every year. I want the whatever I don't they got. $12,000, so get it from China. Yep. Yep. Let's exploit some kids. No, and that's. Just don't uh, think about it. If you don't think about it, it doesn't matter. It's a good point. It's a good way to look at. It. Yeah, <laughs> we all know there's starving kids in the world, but they're not here. So what does it matter? I can't see them. Yeah, what? I can't see them. Out of sight. Out of mind. What's the difference between a starving child and one you can't see? Nothing. <laughs> Might as well not exist. I don't feel bad when I. <laughs> I can't know. Like, I well, that's bad. how people act. We're much more concerned about like what pronouns to use than the fact that there's literally people with filthy water. Oh like, yeah, what? Well, those are the, the world elites. The two <laughs> things people care about. The, I thought of this the other day. The two things we care about most in this country are food and feelings. Food and feelings. That's the main two sort. Like if you, if you have, if you have food, if you have yeah, I, if you I, have I totally. feelings. Eat them with or yeah, bury them with food. And if you don't have any food, fuck your feelings. What, what do you think about all the obesity in America? I, oh, that's what I was talking about earlier with the journeyman stuff too. What I wanted to go back to. It's gonna be. It's a. It's a massive problem. Yeah, like it's. People 18 to like 24, 25, young adults, 74% are physically fit to join the military in any branch. And there's some low standards now. So what were your qualifications? You said you got blocked a little bit from uh, entering the Navy? No. Oh, no. Oh. no, no. Well, no, uh, because there are quotas you have to fill. Like, yeah. What is that? Quotas is like almost like what businesses do. Uh, diversity in the, in the work. I see. Gotcha. And so a lot of like recruiters are so like. So just like white. Like, you don't happen to be half black, do you? I'm like, <laughs> can you question it? They're like, no. I was like, then sure. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, if you, Native American, um, African-American, every they want diversity in the place. Why, do they, why does diversity matter in the military? It depends what time of year it is. Now the military is hurting for people because there's not enough people joining the military now because obesity, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people aren't physically fit to join it. That's hilarious. Or a lot of people... They're who, too fat to run. <laughs> no, and then the, the I used to be fat so I can sit. I was a chubby kid, dude. dude I nice. used to... I passed out from standing up too fast once. It was bad. I was supposed to be... Had I not changed when I was like... 13 to 15 had i not just cut sugar out i would have been like an early diabetic that's what they told me anyway that's a good time to change i waited too long well like i sat in a chair i like after i passed off from standing up because someone asked me a question i stood up they asked me a question i was like yeah and then i just remember black do you really out. think it was from being over, over no weight? they told me because i went to a doctor they're like sit down in this chair and then they put a stethoscope to my heart they're like stand up so i stood up they're like sit down is it like a blood Stand pressure? Or well, and then what they looked at uh, they looked at my mom. They're like, his heart should not be beating that fast just to stand up out of a chair. 
because that's mainly where like lightheadedness comes from like you know the blood rushes to your head yeah i used to have that going upstairs when i was overweight sometimes i would have it just from like yeah you're so relaxed you stand up and like yeah you're lightheaded yeah uh, okay i know what you're talking about so that's basically what happened but uh yeah but i wasn't obese enough i i was like a skinny fat kid i was just really unhealthy uh and I was really weak, still kind of am, but yeah, it happens. But um, <laughs> the, but yeah, for the military and even everything like that, like forty-two percent of well, no, seventy-four percent of people eighteen to twenty-four aren't physically fit to join the military. That's great. With seventy, seventy-four percent. That's crazy. Three out of four people, and that's one, and only one percent of the U.S. serves the military. Well, the military is like the comedy scene in the amount of people it has right now. Really, <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard somebody say the comedy scene is like the military of entertainment. Oh, the deeper you go into it, the the longer you stay in. Like people, because like on a ship too, I'd saw you. How long were we in the Navy? Just four years. Okay. But I was dealing with people who were eight, ten years in and like, you know, two people would show up from separate ships and be like, oh, you know this person? Like, oh yeah, they're this now and they get to talking. It's kind of like how the scene goes here. Like when Mm -hmm. I went over to Cali, uh, I had a few buddies over there. Ben, you know, Ben Smith. It sounds really familiar. Yeah, he was an Austin dude uh, from Boston, but was an Austin dude for a while, then moved to Cali like 10 months ago. Uh, but I hung out with him, another dude, Michael Scherzer, who's a funny guy from L.A. Um, just, But even then, I would just go to other scenes and like talk to people because L.A. and Austin, people are always coming back and forth. Like L.A. comics come here, Austin comics go there. Everyone's talking, and as soon as I say I'm from Austin, they're like, oh, do you? And it's such a small scene here. When you yeah. know someone who asks you, do you know this person? You're like, yeah. And then yeah. it's kind of like a good, it helps lube up the conversation. It's a good segue, or it's anything like that. Um, but yeah, we were talking about the military oh, and yeah, just like 75, <laughs> three out of four people don't qualify. So what are the standards? What do you have to be able to do? Uh, it's a certain height to body fat percentage ratio. BMI. So if you have to, yeah. yeah. So if you're. But those are inaccurate measures to begin with, right? Certain, well, it depends, like, your standards. Like, they, there are some people do who are like, I'm surprised you're here. You are fucking fat. Well, not but, like, like oh, if not, you're, like, a bill dude who's shorter, like, your BMI do, is going to be why, Well, that's higher. why they do take, like, the little... Calipers. Yeah, they take the calipers. They test and everything. Like, if you're... Cause should, are, that's what it should be, is body fat. There are a shit ton of people there who are, like, buds who, like, got hurt during training and had wanted to still stay in. So they settled for an enlisted thing from like buds as navy seals um so they're like built up and they're not a lot of them are short dudes that are like 250 pounds and yeah they'll just t- measure them and be like oh yeah you're like five percent body fat you're good yeah it should be based off body fat but anyway well, I mean, right now it's bmi ratio so if you're like six one and 250 pounds but you're like got a gut which some people do do yeah but um yeah, but that's, I mean, but, so that's part of the requirements then. But so the 24 percent of people that are physically that meet the physical requirements can't get through the uh, the uh, physical assessments of it. Like they and what are those? A minute of push ups, sit ups and running a minute. Well, um, what, each of them. But like, what is a minute? Like, how many do I? What if you do one every 10 seconds? You just have anyone to do it do for that. a minute. Well, anyone could do that. I will when okay when like can't you just do like one every ten seconds or whatever? It's based on age, so like eighteen to twenty four was like I think you had to meet fifty to sixty push ups in a minute. Uh, that's a little harder. Oh no, shit! I did a hundred push ups in a minute before. No, that was two minutes. In a minute, yeah, I don't know, like Like, probably fifty is kind of rough. And then you had to run like a mile and a quarter in under ten and a half minutes, a mile and a half in under ten and a half minutes. Um, a 
That was that, that shit. My for my final test. But why are they even qu- really? What yeah. was your final? Oh, I was like, because like, um, so we have to when we were running for uh, final assessments. This was like to graduate. I, for some reason, I just had like the bubble guts, right? Oh, when literally, I shit your pants. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, but I was like struggling trying to run, holding a shit in. For, oh, not, yeah. As soon as I passed the finish line, like you have to make 15 laps around the small thing. And I'm like, just pacing. I hit, I, I could have done the whole thing. Dude, probably. that happens to me every run is like five minutes in is like, we're ready to go. <laughs> That's why I'm normally trying to have coffee and wait like 10 minutes. Cause I'm like, it's going to happen. And when it does, yeah. I'm going to feel great. And it's going to be like an energy burst. Cause it's I'm nice. lighter. It's yeah. nice when you can get, you know, if, when you can eliminate before a run. Well, it's just, yeah, well, it just feels better. You, you know, I've, I've taken a this shit. This is what we talk like about on this person. show, taking shits before runs. This Bro, is what I love to do what, with my time. That's what we as Americans, here's the thing. You know why we shit? Because we eat a lot. Because we're, yeah. we're, we're heavy true. motherfuckers, okay? Oh, yeah. So It's fun to eat. It's a good pastime <laughs> and discomforting. Do Africans talk about taking a shit? I don't think so. If they do, they're like, bro, crazy. What are, you, what are your indulgences? What are your comfort foods? Pho. Or sushi, a lot of Asian shit. Wait, what's pho? Pho? You you've had pho? It's very I, famous. Somebody was just telling P-H-O. me about pho. pho. Yeah, pho, 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 pho. Some people. <laughs> call, here's the thing. I called it pho too, and then some asshole kept correcting me. And it's I, like, is it hero? No, it's gyro. <laughs> yeah, euro, gyro, yeah, G- euro. Gyro. Yeah, I think it's euro. Uh, but yeah, no, pho's just like rice noodles and chicken broth with any choice of like sliced beef or chicken or anything. Oh, really? It's awesome. Oh, Dude, wow. it's like the number one food to get on like a, a cold day, a rainy day. What about just like chips and salsa? Ugh, no, no like chips a, and salsa. Like snack nachos, food. no nachos. Dude, Dude snacks are the fuck, best. I, I love don't snacks. Cheese that much. Cheese. With most cheese. Cheese is the best. Bro, I had to cut out a lot. I'm from Minnesota. I had to cut a lot of dairy. That's where all the cheese comes I from. Found, that's Wisconsin. Oh yeah, Wisconsin actually. I'm You're pretty right. sure I'm lactose intolerant because well. Yeah, I'm from the the Midwest. A lot of diets are like heavy dairy diets. Red totally, meat, meat potato. It's very, it's all Scandinavian shit, and you eat stuff that's applicable to wintertime, which is what they do up there. Is that Scandinavian Happy. actually? It would make sense that it would be more northern diets. It's the most. Yeah, Scandinavians eat the, or some of them eat the highest calorie diets because you actually burn more in the cold than you do in the hot heat. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you're, your body's fighting to stay warm the whole time as well. Totally. And you're bur- and half the time you're wrapping your shit up in like heavy clothing. You're moving a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's there's a reason why outdoors. Dude, are like, cheese is so freaking good. Chips and cheese. Oh, that's it, so good. It was. Yeah. Okay, let's I talk just, about desserts. What would desserts would you eat? I'm all about gelato. And gelato's pretty up, good. Right? Oh, dude, I, eats, I love gelato. It's my one. Like ice cream is my one go-to. You know, you can make ice cream at home. Super simple. Just whip up heavy cream, add a little powdered milk or condensed milk. They're just, and you could do whole milk. I've, you know, and it's odd. I've made my own ice cream and I've made my own food before and it doesn't taste good. As really? Oh, it's so before. freaking good. Some places, some things I make are good or have been good. I used to be a bomb ass cook like two years ago, but now I've been sleeping in a truck so my cooking skills have dwindled. Well, apparently they're, the, the, the biggest problem I found with homemade ice cream is the ice crystals. This is what I want to figure oh, yeah, out is chunks? how do you reduce the ice yeah. crystals. But apparently if you cook it a little bit and then let it rest in the fridge overnight and then freeze it that reduces the ice crystals and also you have to use a cold churn to make it yeah like you can't just freeze it you have to actually churn you have it to cold. keep spinning it yep. that way because then it slowly like mixes in the ice exactly crystals more, so it breaks them down a lot better exactly shit but 
yeah, see, we can talk about shit like this. Dude, Other gelato's freaking good. But yeah, you can make some gelato at home for sure. I've read, I'm good with the shit I buy in the store. I got my own brands. Really? I, I, it's kind of fun to like customize it, though, to like exactly what you want. I've like, I want it. this much chocolate. I want this oh, much yeah. sweet. I want that kind I've of stuff. I've ice cream out of honey and shit like that where it's the sweetener. Mm. But it's, it's all right. What other desserts? Cookies or cake? Cake. Probably. I guess it depends how good the cookies are. I'm, I don't know. I like sweets. I'm starting to become a fat kid again. Uh, yeah, let's get Dude, to fat kids. Nah, let's become fat kids. I, I was done being a fat kid. Uh, I was, uh, what's know, the best cookie? Chocolate chip or white macadamia nut? Ooh. Probably a mixture of both. Yeah, you want half Fat and half. chocolate chip macadamia nut. You ever get into the point of binge eating where you got sweet, savory, bubbly drink, and you're just alternating between? So you eat the sweet oh, yeah, until you get maxed out like on super- sweet, and then you wash it down with a bubbly, <gasps> and then you go to the savory, and that triggers no. the sweet, and you just alternate, and then maybe you're smoking a little bit. I, Fucking great. I don't think I've done that. I've done it to where it's been like... Oh, so good. Sweets last, but I've like literally just like I'll eat a pint after like if I'm like on a cheat day or something, I'll start with my buddy and I mainly that's my cheat meals almost every day. My buddy and I had this tradition of going in rate. We would do this business travel and at this hotel we'd always stay at. We got like access to the lounge where they had all these cookies and candies and cakes and just everything. Yeah. And we would raid that place. And the staff hated us. Because yeah. like they'd get one cookie. That's like what normal people we'd get like eight cookies. Just load it up. Eight, load Fuck. up three plates. <laughs> oh my god, it was so that was not a freaking where good. Was it at? Uh that was at the Marina Del Rey Marriott and Marina Del Rey. When I used to, on my Navy ship, I had access to the freezer. So every night, if we came back on deployment, if we came back from port and we were fucked up, I would run down there and grab a box of ice cream sandwiches and yes. bring them up. Yes. Just, everyone would just eat. Dude, ice cream sandwiches? Bro, underrated. I would bust back in the kitchen of the galley and just get, help myself to food. I'd be like, oh, I got to check. How many could you eat at once if you were hungry? Hey. Just a grocery store, gas station, whatever. Like standard ice cream sandwich, not anything like four gourmet. Or five. Four or five. Okay. I probably actually, lightweight, in, in lightweight. one sitting, I've eaten seven. I could easily eat a box. How many yeah. come in a box? Six. Oh, is that I've it? eaten one in like, I've eaten okay. a whole box. Yeah, I could one. eat a whole box. With me and food, I'm like a dog with that shit to where I don't stop until it's Yeah, gone. you fill the bag and then the pipe. If, if I buy a bag of potato <laughs> chips, it's going to be gone within, the. it's going to be gone by the end of the day. I may get full and I'll get tired, but I'll get hungry again and I'll eat it, which is bad. But yeah, I'm, I just have to get rid of it. But then I won't What do you think any. of these uh, mukbang videos? Who? Uh, have you seen like Nicky Avocado on YouTube? Couldn't tell you. Oh, he's like this guy. He was like a vegan uh, YouTuber and he started making these videos where he would just gorge himself eating. And then he's like now like been doing that for years. He's like gained like 300 pounds. He's at the edge of death basically. And all the comments on his YouTube oh, are like, wait, I watched this, this guy to feel better about myself. Who cries when he eats? Kind of. He does weird shit like Kinda that. Kind of like a skinny. I think I know. He's not skinny. He's not skinny. He's not skinny anymore. No, but it was like black hair, short hair normally. Yeah. Something like this that. This was, I remember there used to be a video of someone of one dude who was on Tosh.0. Oh, he would just cry and fucking eat a lot yeah and just cry while eating Uh, we have such a weird relationship with food because the animal the human animal has been starving for all of time in history until like a couple of years ago until it became convenient until it became convenient (laughs) that's basically but that when was that like 20 years ago 50 years ago something like that it's been it started maybe a hundred it was a progression like it started to become convenient like it's weird how i think all this shit formed but like it had it started to become convenient when like I guess 
more of a structure was coming into fucking like society. factory farming whenever that was but for all of time in history but i'm when you could scrounging well i think when more like trading came up when you could because like for we'd butcher cows and we would trade like half the cow for to have them butchered and then they would sell them to the meat market and people could just pick up I think honestly, it's more recent. I think it's since we got like food preservatives, oh, now like canned foods, that like kind of si- stuff. In the sixties, yeah, something like that. Fifties, sixties, even, but then even in like the forties and because people were pretty fit in like the twenties and think like once you all found before, out when you could store food, boom, is when it became convenient. Totally. And then now it's just progressed to where it's like, oh, you only need to like most for. Guess what? It's way cheaper to buy preserved food than it is Not fresh even, food. Sometimes it's starting to get to the point where it's cheaper to buy a meal from a restaurant than it is from the fucking store house. It totally is. Yeah, like. It's kind of a thing of ribs is like 20 bucks at the store. It's like 15 bucks at a steakhouse. Yeah. Or it's like fucking they have a special going on. It's like, yeah, I was only going to eat that amount of ribs anyway. I don't need a whole rack. But yeah. So what should Americans do with all their fatness? Definitely do something. Eat healthy. But then again, it's not what Americans need to do with their fatness is what society needs to do to make being healthy more accessible. Should we just accept them? (laughs) Like I'll accept them, but I'm still going to talk. What do you mean? Accept? like, I'll I'll just be like, Hey, if you want to be fat, it's fine. Who cares? Just go be fat. Oh, I got fat friends, but don't, I'm like, don't expect me not to talk shit if I want to, or if we talk shit, if you're a nice fat person, this sounds bad. This sounds like a, if you're, yeah, no, if you're, if you're a cool person, um, or if you're like a person, like if you're comfortable being fat and that's your identity, that's me. great. Yeah. 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 Uh, wait, wait, say that again. Like, I think there's people that are just like, I'm a fat guy. This is who I am. And I love it. And it's amazing. If you feel comfortable talking shit to me, then best be feel comfortable when I say, if I say shit back to you totally with all that stuff. And that's totally. the good thing about comedy too, though, is like, well, comics, you can you t- say anything to love yourself. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not going to talk to the guy in the audience and make fun of him. Yeah. That's, that's a little not, different. Nutty professor. That shit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you don't want to mock uh, the audience, but comics, free game. Yes. <laughs> they mock themselves. No, dude, but um, yeah, that's... Well, that's a crazy though. stat that uh, most people wouldn't be able to qualify for basic military service. It's not a crazy one. It's a concerning one. Like, that is there, a concerning one. There was a, a, a TED Talk from a staff sergeant in the Air Force like 10 years ago who said by 2030 that these numbers would be when they would be hit. And they actually hit like last year or two years ago. Is when those percentages were supposed to match up was by 2030. Wow. Now, because now that's it, but now 42% of adults, so 25 and above, are obese. I think we just build a pill that people take and it nukes anything they eat, turns their stomach into a furnace. They can just gorge themselves. Like, what was that? Hunger Games? You you ever see that? Where people would like drink that thing and make them throw up? Yeah, just everyone binge eat. It's not that hard, you know? Get a couple of fingers back there. Eat as much as you want. I've made myself throw up during eating sushi before. Yeah? I've had to. but It I'll doesn't feel better, I feel. It doesn't. It doesn't make you feel better making yourself throw up. Yeah. I would. People would have challenges when we were in the military of like, like go to IHOP and they had the bottomless pancakes. It's nice to be full. Yeah. Bottomless pancakes. It's nice. I feel actually gross when I'm full. Really? I oh, terrible. I love that feeling. I'm starting to get to the addiction of not eating that much, which is not great. Well, that's great for longevity. It is, I mean, to an extent, but like now these last few days when you don't eat much and you don't plan it out, you solely survive off H-E-B and then they're closed and you're like, oh, well, it looks like I'm not eating today. Today, (laughs) And I have the option to, but I might have to drive like three hours. Is H-E-B closed from the storm? No, uh, uh, a lot of places were the past few days. It wasn't yesterday or the day before. I think it was the first day initially. A lot of places shut down earlier just because... Like, it's bad. I don't know if you've driven around or not, but... Yeah, like, I did a little bit. 
like trees are all over the fucking place. But. Yeah, for people that don't know, Austin has had a winter storm and it, it came out of storm, nowhere. It was freezing rain and it it actually posed more of a challenge than people thought. I thought it was just going to be icy roads, but it piled up on the trees and yeah, it took down power lines, all that stuff. Oh, I'm still without power. Yeah, still without it. Well, what are we going to do with these fat Americans? Just let them be fat. It's fine. Nobody cares. No, let them be. I'm fine with it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, go for it. Be fat if you want to. Fat I don't feel fat. good when I'm fat. I know I don't because I've been fat. Yeah. I mean, it's not for me, but I do like to eat. And one day I'll do a mukbang. And it depends what kind of fat you're talking about. Because like Midwestern fat is basically... Like you have a gut, but you can still. Those are blue collar workers. Like they're people. Like you have a gut, but I can. I'll pick. Yeah, up Yeah, they're lot. still strong. Yeah, backwoods farmer strength and shit like that. And like you can still get up and move. Like you're out of shape, but you're functional. Everyone wants to be Thor, though. Everyone wants to be shredded. That's a built. good goal to have, though. Half the time, like it's you, not really achievable without a shitload of PEDs. Oh yeah, no, you need to take some extras. That isn't that crazy when you found out like some of your heroes are like, oh yeah, no, they take ex, they take some additional shit now. Like, they, well, uh, I'm not that surprising. Nobody else looks like that. What are they like? Some special saying, human that is different from hit, everyone? No, we're all just animals. But like, you hit that revelation. Did you ever hit that revelation with some people? It's like, oh dude, he's a fucking phony, or he's not a phony, but like they take extras. They have the they take i the mean i just know like that what we're all just an animal what is going to be different from one animal to the next some people just have a different but there are uh, some genetic variations yeah. some people are just naturally strong in life you know a little bit can, oh dude no some people are fucking freaks i I knew a kid who could just pick up 225 who never stepped foot in a gym before you're telling me that guy doesn't want to go enhance himself somehow no, some people just don't care. They're- I don't know. Yeah, maybe there are some like real genetic outliers. I think that most people are generally the same and that um, if you're getting like crazy outsized physiques, then yeah, you're probably taking oh, some, some shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine with going like the take the a little test. Route. I'll take jam some- that, uh, you know, bull semen into your ass or whatever. Fuck that noise. I don't know. understand how people can do any of that shit, though. I really? I would do it. I'd take test right now. Oh, I'm just enjoying boosters. Adderall. Oh, Adderall, Adderall's a test? No, just like a PD, an exogenous chemical to enhance your performance past what it would biologically be capable of. Oh, yeah, I love Adderall. For working out? Just, well, I mean, as a general drug, I guess. Oh, I, took, I used to take it as a pre-workout. It was great. It was also very dangerous. It, I've taken it more like, a, anyway, for all sorts of reasons. But yeah. Oh, no, I've, I used to just take, because I was never prescribed it. I bought it from a friend in Florida, and he bought it from a, like a cash That's risky. Doctor. You want to get it from a trusted source. No, no, no. He, they're actually, he had a prescription for it. I just oh, bought gotcha. it from him. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, no, I, it was 30 gram milligrams, too, and I would just take them right off the, right off the bat. After work, I would pop one. And be in the gym for like two, three hours, just doing. I've just, never found that it helps with strength. I've found that it helps with cardio. It helps, but not with, with strength. You don't want to lift on it for sure, because yeah. for one, it's a, it kills your appetite, so you're not. I've never found that either. Like people say that, and I'm like, go take it for a month and tell me how hungry you are. I think it depends. I I know that if you do take it on an empty stomach, it does kill your appetite. I can eat on really. One, yeah, I've never had that. Give me it that'd be great. Me, yeah, I can go for a minute without. It does make me piss a lot too, though. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, no. But yeah, I do all sorts of designer drugs. Like get whatever I'm low on. Am I low on tests? Jam it in. Am I low on estrogen? Jam it in. Whatever, like f- do all the blood work. Designer drug? I don't know. Just like whatever, like, uh, the, the perfect chemical juices to best optimize performance would be. I have zero problem with exogenous help. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, no. I think that's the future. I think the future is people enhancing themselves through things like Neuralink, things like oh yeah, no, that's gonna be chemicals. It's gonna it will because even back then it was it wasn't the natural chemicals. People were taking steroids and just eating unhealthy. Now people are combining steroids with healthy lifestyle. So there's gonna be different poles. Double, about it. yeah. And now benefit. people are taking PEDs, test boosters. The you know the science is getting more exact on how what a, what you're deficient in, what you need. You can talk to professionals for it and all that shit. Like. Yeah, uh, but as far as like a... Yeah, using ex exogenous chemicals to enhance your performance, no problem with me. Yeah, I would be, if I ever did steroids, I would just be quietly about it. I would, really? I would just take them and I'd just gradually get bigger. And what bigger is the stigma though? Why is it like, why do people feel, you want to know why? It's because people like to discredit your work. They like to say like, well, oh, he only lost be... weight or he only did this because of that. I think... And it's like, well, if it was that easy, go fucking do it. No, it depends. It depends what kind of work you're like, doing. Like go take a TRT and try to be Joe Rogan. Well, no, if you're taking it for like, if, if, I mean, a lot of those, I, those bodybuilders definitely take it and those, uh. I mean, but well, they do, but none of them are like, you know, it's not like it changes everything, you know? Yeah. But some people are like those, uh, what are they? Swimsuit, uh, competition people like uh, the ones who like spray paint their whole self brown uh, and like, Oh the, yeah. Yeah. Body, yeah. Yeah. Bodybuilder. Like, yeah. Those people. Yeah. I don't even, my buddy did that. He never took steroids and he placed in that shit. Uh, I know he never really? took steroids though. Yeah. I don't know. Something like SARMs. No, some people, again, it can just be natural. Like some people may need to take stuff like that. Well, what is even, why is that a point of pride to be natural? Uh, it's mainly just because it depends what, I guess what you're going for. If you're just being swole to sit on a couch every day, if you're just taking steroids to work out and like feel better about it because they're. Well, because steroids are unhealthy. Yeah. But if you join, if you're doing like, um, if you are doing certain events and like it does give you an edge. Like, you know, it gives you that boost. Like some, But sleep gives you an edge. Yeah. Uh, you know, broccoli yourself, gives but, you an edge. But let's say you're not one of those people who does all that shit. You just take steroids. Like, you don't pay attention to it. Well, and probably, then, well, you know, then you're leaving, like, those gains on the table. And either you don't care about those gains, or if you do want to max out, then... To me, that's like... Okay, we'll compare it to comedy, then. That's like reading a meme as opposed to working on your own joke. It takes twice as much to naturally build a joke than it does just to see a meme and take it as your own. I guess, You're but like, take, what if you could like, like take that meme and make it 10 times better through your own interpretation of it? I guess it depends how much you diluted it, though, because I doubt you have to switch around so many words. And then memes are, on, are pretty short, too. But like and the, yeah. I, it's like a shortcut is what basically what I'm getting at. Great. I, shortcuts are awesome. Like we should take as many shortcuts as possible. Here's a shortcut. No. Coal energy. Here's but a like, shortcut. Heating and air conditioning. Here's a shortcut. iPhones. It's, but it's a little bit more impressive then to know when you couldn't do it. I think the challenge, the, the whole thing of being mentally strong without extras. Okay. Without caffeine, I believe that. Like David Goggins style shit. Do you think he's on anything? Or do you think I'm sure he just, is, but no, um, I think he's just got a few short circuits. I think. My, well, but even then, so like, what did he do? He conditioned his mind to be able to be oh, he beat, like, he just super conditioned in this his, dimension. Yeah. yeah. But like, does that make it so that he can do other things? I don't know. Maybe it does. Like, I just think people are, are all have capacities and we can use exogenous help to enhance any of those capacities, whether that's. Uh, a, a cooling mattress on top of your 
on top of your bed so that you you get better rest. But if like you you're getting that, exogenous help. But when you do stuff like that, that's like taking an extra step of taking care. It's it's laying a foundation, even with the level of discipline. Like if I, if you want to, that is the a, key. It's mental toughness. Exactly. Well, it's not only that. Like if you when you work on something to get results, as opposed to just like you know people pe- people would get ab implants, which I thought was really stupid. I mean, that but is people, stupid. What's up? That is stupid. Oh, ab I implants. Said, I thought you said you were gonna do, think about it, but like no, that is yeah. It, it's fucking. It's stupid. It's dangerous. Um, but you could pay for that and get it in a day. But and you're gonna go on the assumption that like let's say let's say you did get it and no one noticed and you didn't tell anyone. And for 10 yeah, that's years, a lie. you went under the assumption that like, oh, they did that naturally. Like you should be okay. That's like true. That's, that's true. almost like, it's like living a lie, which is what I'm saying is how you're promoting yourself, I guess, on what you're doing. Like I said, if you're just a person who wants to take steroids and uh, and yeah, if you're couch, if you're getting an ab implant and passing yourself off as somebody who does the work of yeah. physical fitness, then that is a lie. But then it's also if uh, but if if. If I ask you, like, oh, where'd you get them from? And you tell me, I'll be like, oh, shit. So you're not your fake. Yeah, exactly. So you just, oh, well, oh, you got them and you told me that. Well, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, I'd probably think about the same as I think about a girl with fake tits. It's like, all right, whatever. But you, you know? can tell fake titties for the most part. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, it's I fine. I think with men and women, it's a little bit different, though, too, because women, you do. Uh, judge more objectively even with well people in general you judge more objectively but women do get the the more attention in that case for the for that's the, true especially when yeah it like it is more visual yes but um but i think but if somebody's like just super honest and they were like hey i just really wanted abs and i didn't have the discipline to diet down oh someone's outwardly like accepts like yeah no dude i just pay for these fuck fuck it yeah, I'm not going to, like, um And that is care. kind of what the world is, though, nowadays, for the most part. <laughs> is, like, if you especially... When, well, what, yeah, like, just everyone go do whatever you want. And people accept the fakeness for what, it, like, The Rock or Liver King or things like that. But what that. is fake about The Rock? Like, go take steroids and try to be The Rock. He, Impossible. He cannot not, do it. Because he's not fake about it because no one... I'm pretty sure you never hear an interview where someone asks him about it. He'll talk about, like, he does work out, though. You can't deny him of that. He does work Whatever. out. Whatever. That's the whole point is, like, you can't just take steroids and go and be The Rock. Oh yeah, you have to have lived his fucking oh, life. You've had to live every second of it. Discipline, yeah, of course. It's, but it's not even about the discipline. It's about like year, day after day, year after year, building mm-hmm. his whole business. Yeah, he didn't pay for it. I mean, something he got money and he was able to invest in it. To if it was so easy to be the rock, then just go take whatever you think he's taking. Yeah, right. Impo- you're gonna fall on your fucking face. You're never gonna be the rock. Uh, the only way to be the rock is to live his fucking life. That's true. Yeah, yeah I know. but I mean, and so the what's is, the judgment of whatever he does that uh, create that enhances his? If physique? he were, if he were to say I don't do it, then but then but that's what I'm saying is you got to look at any conversation he's had about it. He just talks about his routine, what he does, what he takes in, what he. I eats. guess there's a stigma. Extras behind it. There's a stigma. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Unless he was like, oh, I strictly got this off being. He doesn't say I'm natural. But he's obviously crazy disciplined. He is, yeah. Like he's in the gym every day. That's what I'm saying. I follow him take, on Instagram. He's in the gym every yeah, day. People who take, like I'll take Adderall. I'm not in the gym every day. Well, I mean, that's what I mean with the people who take steroids and eat healthy and do like, combine it like that too. I can still hold some level. Like, oh yeah, take steroids, man. You're fucking. You're built like you take care of yourself. But you still have to go do the work. 
And yeah, and you still take care. You still work out. You still take care of yourself in that sense. That's the point that I that I think okay. is like uh, you can take whatever enhancing chemicals or hormones or whatever you think helps you. But at the end of the day, if you're taking that stuff without actually working out, you're not going to get the benefit. The discipline still has to be there in showing up, lifting the weights, finding something heavy, lift it up yeah. and down. Oh, yeah. No, and I agree. And we can agree with on that. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's nobody be fat. Everyone get jacked. Let's fucking go. You can take steroids if you want to. Just admit it. All right, uh, JT, let's wrap this one up. So where can we find you? What are you excited about? Oh, close shoot. us out I, again i got ideas coming in the future i don't know how the first more plans need to get laid down for those tracks to get set up i'm optimistic for the austin comedy scene me too stand i stand some door kingdom i don't know if i mean that was canceled this week but you can find me on all platforms at jt stockman or jt underscore stockman on instagram shoot uh no shows no podcasts like i said Things are in the works. All right. <laughs> JT Stockman, Mine Dominant Heron.